Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Hello, Renegades. This is your Renegade Nutrition co-host, Eleni. I wanted to talk with you a minute before today's episode in which we interviewed Dr. Tanya Dr. Tanya is a chiropractor and energy healer, and today's episode was so powerful, and it was a gift and a privilege to be able to interview Dr. Tanya. Some of the topics that we talked about in today's episode could be triggering for some people. Dr. Tanya shares about her stillbirth experience, which is what led her down the journey of becoming an energy healer. And I shared my own personal struggles and battles with infertility and miscarriage. So my husband and I have been trying to conceive for over two and a half years. And I talked about that process and I talked about going through the miscarriage. And I know that for many people, many women, this can be a triggering topic. And so I wanted to give you a heads up before you get into today's episode that we're going to discuss those things. And it's always my hope that we create a really safe space here on this podcast where we can discuss topics that are deep and personal and maybe triggering for people in a healthy and um, conducive to healing way. But for any women that might find those topics triggering, this might not be a good episode for you. I would encourage you to listen to it, though, because Dr. Tanya shares some really powerful tools for healing from that sort of a journey. So please give it a listen if you feel that you are able, but if you think that those topics are too emotionally charged for you, feel free to skip this episode. But know that we are always going to do what we can to provide you with the tools and the resources that you need to heal, and this episode is no different. So I hope you'll give it a listen and that you'll get something really valuable out of it. I know that I personally did. I experienced a lot of healing just talking with Dr. Tanya today. So I hope you have the same experience. And as always, thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Go be renegades. Hello, renegades. Hello, renegades. Welcome back to another special episode of Renegade Nutrition Podcast. This week, we are interviewing my favorite energy healer, Dr. Tanya English. And I'm so excited that um, everyone can learn kind of what she's about. And we mentioned her in one of our podcasts and we had a ton of people reach out and be like, really? who is she? Like, oh my word, what's an energy healer? I want one. And so that's kind of where we're like, oh, well, let's, let's invite her in and show our audience who she is. Cause you have blessed my life, Dr. Tanya. So we want to kind of show everyone who you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was interesting. Cause I think Kay and I, you know, when we're talking on our podcast, oftentimes we say things in passing is just, just part of the like conversation. Like, like, Oh yeah. I have an energy healer. Yeah. And <laughs> I think literally Kay just said something like, Oh yeah. in one of my sessions with my energy healer. And I had about four or five people after that text me and say, what's an energy healer. <laughs> like, right, 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 and I was right. like, well, I don't know why you're texting me. I'm not the one who talked about yep, it, but yep. <laughs> now but I'll find out for you. Yep, yep. Now everyone can experience the joy that I experienced. So. Yeah. So we're super yeah. excited to yeah. have you on Dr. Tanya. So um, introduce us to yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and um, 
And then as part of it, um, tell us how you got into the field of healing, energy healing that you do. Yeah. Okay. So, um, in 1980, I'm looking at my diploma over here. In 1987, I graduated from the Swedish Institute as a massage therapist in New York City. And I worked in massage therapy for a couple of years. Um, And the reason why I wanted to do that is because I felt like there's a real deficit of healing, touching people, not just healing, touch the technique, okay, but actually people feeling better after being touched because there's so much... um, abuse in the world. And so my, my um, impetus for doing that was to bring that deficit down so that people could have more touching in their life that was healing. Um, I love that. After, after I did that, um, I, I was working in all different places. And the place that I loved working the best was in the chiropractic office because I could see people over time and um, I knew that they were getting care. And it was also basically a safe place because they had to go through several gates to get to me. Now, when you're working in health clubs and hotels, that's not happening. So you can get, it's fairly dangerous and there's no bouncer outside Mm -hmm. the door. Uh, So in chiropractic, um, I could do, really specific massage for the person's problem that they were having or what the doctor told me they needed to have happen. So it was really good. And I thought, you know, why don't I just go be a chiropractor? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) I mean, massage and chiropractic work so well together. So I came to Iowa from the East Coast and I went to Palmer, which is the first school of chiropractic, which is where chiropractic began, right where the Mississippi goes east and west. We call that the subluxation of the Mississippi. Right. <laughs> ah, that's cute. Why shouldn't chiropractic be there? It so we, uh, so I, I moved out to Iowa and I started uh, learning chiropractic and I was doing massage therapies as a, a job while I was going through chiropractic school and doing that and went into practice. But in 1994, when I was um, going to graduate later that year, my husband and I were awaiting the birth of our first child together. He had two daughters from a previous marriage and I went into labor and things took a turn and our baby was stillborn wow. after nine months of a beautiful pregnancy. Wow. And what I learned from that experience and my motto is I'm, things aren't happening to me. They're happening for me so that I can learn. I love that. Um, reframes everything in your life when you look sure at it. Yeah. And what I laying there in the hospital bed, I'm like, okay, so this is a big two by four of harsh reality. Yeah. What's this really about? Why is this happening to me? What can I learn from it? Not like I didn't go into shame, blame, guilt, betrayal, all those things that people do, but I just was like, yeah, that's fine, but that's not taking me anywhere. That's just making me feel crappy. And I know that's not what this is really about. Like, I don't know why I know that. Okay. Wow. wow. I'm yeah. saying that's the way I think. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I think a, differently a than a lot of people. So. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. a gift of wisdom yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I just asked God, you know, what is this about? And, and 
do I really believe that everything happens to the highest good or not? Mm -hmm. Because that's what I've been telling myself. That's what I've been learning. Wow. I said, you know, if I, if I go the other way, that this is happening to me as a punishment for something I did, that's right. not helping me. Right. But if I think about this as it's happening to the highest good, well, show me the good. I need to see that. So, you know, seek and you'll find, what are you seeking? Yeah. What are you really seeking? So I asked, show me the good, show me what's there. That's good. And, you know, immediately there was my husband being loving and nurturing and going through the same experience, but being very strong for me, there was his parents, my parents were on the East coast, so they weren't there at the time. <clears throat> and they're both pastors, um, Quaker pastor and Methodist pastor. Yeah. So his mom was a Quaker pastor and we're Quaker. Um, so, so that goes along with my belief that there's that of God in every person. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so just keep showing me these things and put me wherever I need to be for healing. Wow. And I had been doing subconscious emotional techniques in school. And then I was at the Mississippi Valley Blues Fest in July. This happened in April. Our, our son was born in April. And in July, I went to the Blues Fest and I went into the tent stage. I went to the main stage. So I was there by myself with the blind boys of Alabama hmm. who put a healing on me like nobody's business. I just felt <laughs> waves and waves of love coming to me and through me and around me um, just from their performance. Wow. And I came out of there different than I went in. Cool. And then um, when graduated finally, um, started our family, um, we had the two girls living with us and we were their custodial parents and started practice. This is all in one year. Wow. <laughs> I know, I was like, you yeah. are superhuman. 1994. <laughs> and then um, I, I was like, you know, I really, my, I really want to heal like how Jesus healed people. Like he didn't use a lot of technique. Right. I mean, it wasn't like steps along the way. It was just, they were just healed. And I, I read that all these things you can do and greater than this, if you believe and do it in my name. Yeah. And so I just kept asking for that. And I got a brochure for some really cheap CEUs, which is always good. <laughs> so <laughs> continuing education units that don't cost an arm and a leg. And, um, and it was one of the techniques that I had been doing in Palmer with my extern at the time. And I went to the seminar and it was for bioenergetic synchronization technique with Dr. M.T. Mortar Jr., who was the developer of the technique. And it put so many things together and basically taught us about subconscious emotional memory override. Mm -hmm. So that's when you have an emotion an emotional experience and with high intensity or it happens over and over and over again, it's chronic mm -hmm. and your body memorizes that long story short, part of what I do is to help unlock that so that people don't have to keep doing that physiology that leads to overwhelm. So I learned that and I was practicing that since 2001 and raising my kids with it and 
understanding that there is a physical basis for what we're feeling and how it affects us. So when people suppress their emotions, see, not good, because it's going to come out some other way and it won't be pleasant generally. Mm-hmm. So as I was healing from 1994, mm-hmm. uh, I about, I think it was about 2014, a friend of mine, my mentor in healing said, you need to talk to this guy. And that was Daniel Hanneman. So if you want to know about him, just look him up online, Daniel Hanneman. He's the blockbuster. And he taught how to use your intuition to do healing with people. And when I went to that seminar, it was very small. You know, most seminars, there's hundreds of people there and they do all this fake hyping up to get everybody's energy up. That wasn't like this. And it was so refreshing to be in a room of 25 people to get direct contact with the person who was, I was like, this is the opposite of what I've been doing. And I love this. Mm-hmm. And we learned how to use our intuition and actually discovered that I had been doing this all my life that I didn't know that it was something that other people couldn't do, which is sometimes how I get frustrated with other people. (laughs) Like I didn't know I had a gift for this and was able to see things, not literally see, but um, feel and uh, intuitively see things with other people and what was their energy. So putting this together with, the subconscious emotional work that I was doing and the chiropractic technique that I do. My main technique is activator technique, which is very, very fast, very quick, very, and very um, specific about where I'm moving the bone. And it's not moving like this. It's moving like this. It vibrates the bones so that that goes back to the area of least resistance. So doing all that. And I was like, this is all going to work great together. So we can really make some very um, fundamental changes in the way people think, first of all, because uh, that's what happened to me. And I was like, this is changing the way I think. That's oh, amen. I'll, I'll say, help me with that. It's amen. So <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, when I went to that first seminar with Dr. Mortar, Uh, he adjusted me the way that I do with people online. I didn't learn how to do that from them. That was given to me from source. Do it Mm -hmm. like this when you want to do it online with somebody or over the phone. And what happens is, well, for me, what happened that day is he worked on on me for about two minutes and I got off the table and I could not stop smiling. And I, I didn't want to like move too much because I was afraid my vibration would like wreck it. <laughs> and so he's, he, I said, okay, I'm going to try to think about something that I know is upsetting. Yeah. And I tried to do that and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is really different because normally if I point my mind toward that subject, I can do a whole monologue about this is what I'll say next time. I'm, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. Hmm. I just kept going back to life is so lovely. <laughs> you know? So I was like, oh, this, is big. this is a big deal. So that's the way I practiced. And then I added the energy healing onto that using the techniques that Daniel taught me and also using the gift that I already had that showed up when I was about 11 years old, 12 years old, where 
I, and I probably before that, but you know, when people don't talk to you about using your intuition or psychic ability because, oh, it's evil and bad, which is not true. It's not evil and bad. It's a gift. It's mm -hmm. a gift. And if you don't use the gift, it will go away. Mm -hmm. But if you put attention on something, it will grow. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. what I did. I started putting attention on that. So since 2014, I've been doing that work online, over the phone, in the office with people. Yeah, that's awesome. I know when I went to, got in a session with you and you were like, oh, it's over Zoom. And I was like, wait, how can an energy healer work over Zoom? You know, like I was like, no, but I tell you what, it, it worked wonderfully. And I actually liked kind of doing it over the screen. I, I don't know. It worked wonderful. And it, it, it's really, I think, it, I think it's nice for people because first of all, if I'm working internationally and my, my first international client was on the other side of the globe in a different hemisphere in the Southern hemisphere, hmm. wow. in the Seychelles <laughs> islands. So imagine like, how's this going to work? But we yeah. did it. Wow. Um, and here's the thing I want to remind everybody that you've all had this experience of thinking about somebody and then they call you. Yeah. Yeah. Like something's going on underneath it all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I'm working with clients on a regular basis, like if they're in a program that I'm doing, I'm working on them every day. I'm not talking to them every day, but I'm working on them every day, clearing their energy. So seeing if there's something coming up that I need to talk to them about, usually not, but it's just like dropping in that unconditional love for them and making sure that they're, you know, in the, that they're protected and clear. Most people think that they have to do something drastic to get in touch with source energy and you don't, you just have to breathe. Mm -hmm. so just put your attention on your breath. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So now you do um, mainly energy healing or chiropractor as well, or massage, or how do you divide your time? Now? <laughs> I don't do massage so much. I mean, I have a device that I use for massage. That's great that I love. Um, and it saves my hands too. After, mm -hmm. after so long, I do chiropractic here in the office. I do energy healing here in the office with my chiropractic patients. Okay. I do, um, energy healing with people online and over the phone. And I also have a blues band. So I'm also doing healing through music and through the blues because blues is a healer. You know, what you're doing in blues music is you're saying what your feeling is. You're talking about your experience and you're releasing it. And so not all blues songs are sad. Some of them are happy. Some of them are funny. Some are sexy. Some are parties you know it's just all different things emotion. helping you release the emotion so that you can and guess what happens when you release the negative emotions right the universe abhors a vacuum what comes in peace love creativity bliss all those things come in mm -hmm. so that's, that's why it changes the way you think it's amazing. How are you able to stay so mature and wise through all of this? And I'm sure you hear, you know, sad stories. Like, how are you able to be a pillar? <laughs> well, the first of all, you're not seeing me when I'm letting it go. Okay, okay, okay. So, so it's not that it, it taxes me, but because um, it really doesn't 
you know, drain me. It actually gives me energy to do this work with people. And I believe that when you're doing the work that you're meant to do in the world, when you're fulfilling your purpose, it gives you energy. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that feels really good. Yeah. Um, and the self-care that I do is the most important thing I can do. So you're asking me how I do intentional breathing. I do emotional freedom technique on myself. I do meditation. I do, uh, exercise, I like to walk. I have a little dog and so, and my husband, and I like to walk them. <laughs> and your dog, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lucky and Ed. <laughs> Keep me sane. And, yeah. and also, um, you know, I drink a lot of water and I know that as a nutrition person, yeah. the one thing that you can do that will change your life, it will change your life is to drink about 90 ounces of water a day. 90. Okay. Okay. I'll drink, to that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> this is my first 20. So I got to get this done. <laughs> yeah. We just did a podcast episode on the five things you could do to be healthier today. And drinking water was one of them. It's such yeah, a it's cool. so simple and people so say, overlooked. Oh, I don't, I don't like the taste of it. I'm like, well, first of all, it doesn't have any flavor. Squeeze a lemon into it. What's the yep. deal? Yep. Yeah. Do something. And, and by the way, quit being a baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I, that's why I loved you as my energy healer. You are a, like a good, tough love, a solid ground. Like, <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is like, I think that a lot of people who say they're energy healers and I, I call myself a soul chiropractor. You see that underneath because, yeah. um, what we're working on is really the four pillars of health, which is physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. So when you leave one of those, I say pillars, I should say legs of the chair. Let's yep. imagine that one of those legs isn't doing anything. You're going to fall over. Yeah. Right. And so when we're doing these things, drinking water, intentional breathing, they're all helping their tools that we use to help you move into that space. Yeah. So how do I do it? I keep doing the things I know that will move me into that space so that I can receive what source has for me. I use a lot of very uh, generic terms for those things because people get triggered easily yeah. by words that have been used against them. Yep. So I want to make sure people understand. Yes, I said I'm Quaker. You can talk to me about that sometime if you want, but that's not, I'm not here to... Um, you know, put more notches on my belt as far as saving people. That's not my job. My job is to help you get into the light of sources, love for you, because that's all there is. And we carry around all this stuff, all this baggage that keeps it off of us. Oh, I'm not enough. I'm not, I'll never be perfect. I'm so, you know, bad. And here's another way that I'm doing this. You can do the spiral of shame. It's easy. Yeah, it's you, easy. Yep. Those, those thoughts stick together and attract more of the same thoughts. Yeah. And you can turn that around by doing the spiral of empowerment, I call it. And that's, I'm so thankful that I can use my eyes to see. I'm so thankful that I, then you can turn that around to not just things that you're thankful for right now, but thankful for things that are going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so thankful that I get to be on stage at the Holland Blues Festival and and do this work for thousands of people at once. That hasn't happened yet, but I'm thankful like it has. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. It it, it puts the energy of that in there. So I'm making a space for it to drop into my life. Yeah. 
Um, there are so many things I want to circle back to in what you said, but know, such good, interesting but, topics. Yeah. But one thing I want to touch on is um, when you were talking, you mentioned the physiological impact of not releasing emotions and mm-hmm. not dealing with emotions. Can you speak to that more? So what are the physiological impacts um, that happen when we don't release our emotions or when we hold yeah. on to emotions? What are some of those? And then get, can you share some techniques that can help anybody at home today Absolutely, release those emotions or start Absolutely. to get to the bottom of that? So have you ever walked into a room where somebody's really depressed? Yeah. And <laughs> without them saying anything? Yep. No. Ooh, yep. Black cloud over there. I'm not going to go over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's because you have an awareness of what the energy is around you. I mean, we're made of energy. Right. And people think we're giving it off. That may be true, but what we're really doing is we're energy. And as the energy gets more and more dense, we're physical. Hmm. So there's like a bubble of my energy around here that never ends. But as it gets denser, you see me. Mm-hmm. Right. When you have a feeling, a feeling is a, is like a suit of physiology that you put on. I'm going to show you this real quick. This is an emotions chart. It's got 140 feelings on it. That's not all the feelings that there are. Wow. There are 140 <laughs> on here, positive and negative, positive feelings, love, negative feelings are fear, not mm-hmm. hate. That's not the same. It's fear. Think mm-hmm. about that for a minute yeah what is the fear that's driving you to do things because actions out of fear not good actions out of love are inspired and joyful actions out of fear are not Hmm. and so when you have a physiology let's think about this for a second and take this in think of the physiology of anxiety what happens when you're anxious heart rate goes up pupils dilate right? So you can see what's going on. That's a fear reaction. Fight or flight response. Fight, flight, or freeze. Say that three times fast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fight, flight, or freeze happens. What happens physiologically is all the blood goes to your large muscle groups, your arms and your legs, so you can run away or stand and fight. It's not in your gut. It's not in your organs. It's in your large muscle groups. So Immune gets shut off when you're in fight or flight. Digestion gets shut off when you're in fight or flight. You don't need to digest your tuna sandwich if you're running away from a bear. Right. Right. You don't need to do that. You need to run or have your friend run. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't need to do that. So, so your digestion is shut off. Your immune system is shut off because the most important thing is to get all that energy to the places where you need to move. So if you're not in fight, flight, and freeze, then you're in rest, digest, and heal. So it makes sense that you don't go swimming until a half an hour after you eat because all the blood supply is going to your gut and your innards to put the nutrients where they belong, Mm -hmm. digesting the food. That's where it is. That's why people fall asleep after they eat. So it's not that something bad will happen, but if you get stuck in a rip current, you won't have the energy to swim out of it, which you should never try to swim it out of it. You should just swim along with it. Right. And then eventually you'll get out. 
But what I'm saying is like, there's a reason for that. It's physiological. In fight, flight, and freeze, all the blood is going to large muscle groups to the periphery of your body. And when you're in rest, digest, and heal, it's going to your innards, to your gut. So that's really physiologically what happens. So if I have somebody that is in fight, flight, or freeze because they're thinking of a time in their life where that happened, their body starts doing that physiology. Okay, so imagine now that gets subconscious because your body memorizes these patterns and says, oh, yeah, that's fight, flight, or I'll go into fight, flight, or freeze. And the body goes into fight, flight, and now you're trying to eat and you can't digest your food. Right. Because that physiology is now a subconscious pattern. Just like when you're going to the grocery store in your car, you're thinking about what you're going to buy at the store. You're not thinking about driving because that's now a subconscious pattern. You do it with intense emotion, becomes a pattern. You do it over and over and over again, becomes a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's subconscious. So you don't really need your brain think you don't need your mind thinking about it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think I read a book called the brain that changes itself that talked a lot about those patterns that we build. And I thought that was so interesting that if you have um, a specific emotional response or a physiological response to something, you create these grooves in which that becomes the easiest response to have. So if your initial emotion or reaction to something is anger and you react with anger to a lot of situations, that's the easiest path for your brain to take going forward because you're creating those deep grooves. And here's the thing about anger. What's really underneath that? It's fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at all the people. I mean, I'm going to bring this up just because it's happening right now. People are getting killed because somebody's afraid of something. Right. And they're walking into a place and shooting people with a gun that they bought very easily. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening? They're afraid. And so they're lashing out. What does a hurt animal do? Yeah. Yeah. Lashes out. Yeah. So what we're seeing is basically an epidemic of people in fight or flight. Yeah. And and they don't, they're not thinking that you can't think straight. You can't make good decisions when you're in fight or flight. It's impossible to make a decent decision except to get away from whatever it is or to lash out because you feel like you're being threatened. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. We want to keep walking in love. So all that self-care is to keep putting you in love. Oh, Mm -hmm. I I had a little upset the other day. My husband came and he's like, "Uh, uh, breathe. Now be thankful. I'm like, yeah, this is what I tell everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been telling you that. It's funny. Oh, oh, I have to have him there. This won't work without him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of think like, well, what would happen if I didn't have him? Would I be able to do this? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, I don't have to think about that right now. So I'm not going to, right? I'm not going to prepare for that. But <laughs> the idea is that you all have, everybody has the ability to do this it's just a matter of how much stuff have you put on top of yourself before you get to overwhelm I mean it's it's right there for most people yeah and that was what was interesting about that book the brain that changes itself is you can change that pattern but it takes 
a lot of intentional work because now you've created very subconscious pathways because like you said, it just becomes second nature to go down those pathways. And so to choose not to go down that pathway of the fear response, it takes yeah. a lot of intentional work to when build you're, that pathway. Yeah, when you're first learning how to do that, it can feel like you have to do it so much. And that's probably true. You do. I tell people all the time, think of a bottle of dishwashing soap. And you want to use it for something else. How much fresh water do you have to run through that bottle to get all the soap off? A lot, right? Right. So you have to keep doing it and doing it. And that's why I say, I have a book list. I want you to start reading. I want you to inundate yourself with this information because you've had, however old you are, that many years of the negative. Right. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's not going to happen. Programming. Yeah. So you can definitely feel relief right away. And we'll do that in a minute. I'll show you how yeah. to feel relief immediately. But um, to make it something that you're living, you have to, you have to pay attention to yourself. And, you know, we are taught from a very young age to ignore ourselves, to yeah. ignore our feelings. Oh, you don't really feel like that. Yeah. What? I do. Um, I do. Right. Yeah, I do feel like that. But you're not allowed to feel like that. You're not allowed to have these feelings. That's not a good feeling. So it's bad. Notice I never said bad feelings and good feelings. I said positive and negative. Mm -hmm. There's no judgment. You're a human being. You're going to have negative feelings. That's just the way it is. When we learn how to deal with those in a healthy way, like doing tapping, which is emotional freedom technique, or doing breathing exercises or meditating, whatever thing that you're doing. When you get a handle on that, then you can go, okay, anytime this happens, I can do this. So the other day when I was like, everything sucks. And my, <laughs> yes. husband's, like, and my husband's like, where are you going with that? <laughs> like, what are you thankful for? I'm like, I'm thankful that I have a really nice desk. I have my <laughs> top desk here. I'm, I'm thankful. And, and that just like right up. Yeah. And you yeah. know, yeah. So you know, you can go up and down a lot during the yes. day. Yes. Yeah. The idea is to like make it a habit so that it's easier. Now, I want to say this because people are going to say, well, that's just so hard. And it is hard for people who have been around from zero to six years old, other people, primary caregivers that don't allow them to have negative feelings, that don't acknowledge them as the precious person that they are and that's a lot of people have mm -hmm. had that yeah from zero to six years old you're mimicking the unconscious behavior of your primary caregiver uh -huh. and if they're not aware you're not aware but yeah. you can wake up and you can have a gift and you can feel like the Marilyn in your family do you know what I mean by that like mm -hmm. did you ever see the monsters mm -hmm. the monsters was a family of monsters and it was a TV show and like the mom was a vampire and the dad was Frankenstein and the oh. uncle was a vampire, you know, it was all these crazy. And then they had a niece and her name was Marilyn and she was beautiful and looked like Marilyn Monroe. Mm. And they all thought she was kind of ugly and weird. <laughs> you may be that in your family. You're actually a beautiful, precious being but they can't see that about you because they can't see it about themselves mm, yeah. they're the monsters <laughs> so you may feel like the black sheep that's another way of putting it the black sheep of your family and you may feel like 
how come they can't see all this? Mm -hmm. I see it. That was me growing mm -hmm. up. How come they don't see all, like, it's, why don't they get it? Because they can't, they're not letting themselves see it. And many, many people feel that that kind of gift is so scary that they don't want to explore it at all. Yeah. And what they're doing is making it worse for themselves because when you don't allow your gifts to come out and shine and be with them and put attention on them, then you're suppressing it. Yeah. That's going to come out in a negative way. So one of the things that you asked was how does it show up negatively? If you get short with your kids and you start yelling at them for that, it's what they're doing isn't really um, matching your upset with them. Mm -hmm. That's a way that you can tell something else is underneath. I have somebody that I'm working with right now. She's really stuck on this. Um, they're out to get me and they're awful and she gets whatever she wants. And he's always giving in. It's nothing to do with them. That's the symptom that she's putting her attention on. Yeah. It's really what's underneath. Yeah. And what happened to her when she was real young. So we're working on what happened to her when she was really young. Yeah. And like, and what happens, that. yes, because it's the wound that won't heal yeah. because you won't pay attention to it. And yes, some of this stuff is pretty negative. Yeah. You know, it could be sexual assault that happened. It could be uh, parent abuse that happened to you as a child. It could be abandonment. All of these things happen, but they're not happening now, but your body thinks that it is. Yeah. So yeah. doing that, so a way to recognize that that's happening is if your behavior doesn't match present time. Hey there, Renegades. This is your co-host, Eleni, with the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. I am briefly interrupting today's episode to ask you for your help and support. We at Renegade Nutrition are creating a docu-series. Kay and myself were inspired by our own health journeys in which we realized that the thing that really stands between an individual and their journey to complete wellness is empowerment. Individuals who feel empowered push the boundaries of their health and advocate for themselves. But when an individual doesn't feel empowered, their journey ends before it ever begins. And we really need to change that. We want people to feel empowered on their health journeys. So we're starting an adventure to capture and document the journeys of people just like you who completely revolutionized their health from the inside out. And we're also going to interview renowned health professionals who guide people in those journeys, whether they're dealing with heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes, autoimmune disease, infertility, ADHD, or autism spectrum disorders. We will share all of the tools others have used to thrive so that you can do the same. If you or a loved one is struggling with illness or disease, this is a docu-series you will not want to miss. However, we need your help and we need your support. Making a single documentary, let alone a docu-series, is not cheap. It's likely going to cost us about $50,000 per episode minimum to pay for film crew, editing, travel, lodging, and interviews. Um, so in order to fund each episode series, we're going to launch a campaign on Kickstarter. But in order to be successful on Kickstarter, we need an awesome kick butt trailer that adequately conveys our mission the cost to make that trailer video will probably be around five thousand dollars 
So we're asking you for help to get that initial trailer video funded so that we can launch on Kickstarter. Please help us if you feel in your heart that that's right for you. Send us a check or Venmo a donation towards creating this revolutionary docuseries. Any amount that you can give is helpful and we are so appreciative of it. You can Venmo us at Renegade Nutrition. That's our handle, Renegade Nutrition, all lowercase, all one word. Or you can send a check made out to Renegade Nutrition to P.O. Box 29, Kelowna, Iowa, 52247. Thank you so much for your support, and now we'll let you get back to today's episode. Go be renegades. So if you're having something that's happening in present time and it's not matching your response to it, that's an indication that there's stuff under the surface that needs to be dealt with. So, for instance, if your child knocks over a glass of milk it's not a big deal right yeah crying over spilled milk it's no big deal but if you're like why did you do that oh my god I can't believe I have to deal with this again today you know like if that's what's going on there's other stuff happening and -hmm. it's below the surface and you know that can continue in your life it can show up in relationships it can you know it's a it's a full-time job taking care of yourself Mm-hmm. Right. And nobody mm-hmm. else is going to do it. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, nobody else is going to do it. And what will happen as a result of that is a lot of things go undone and you can feel depressed, oppressed, suppressed, all of those things pressing down on you. And it's because that nagging feeling of like, pay attention to me. When I was 12, this happened and you're not paying attention to this. You won't pay attention. And it's like this little nagging kid going, mommy, 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 right? And you won't pay attention to it because you're afraid of what will happen if you go there. Am I right or am I right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And what happens when you actually turn and face it? And you have somebody alongside you that's holding space for you to be okay with that. It's, there's nothing else like that. Yeah. So what are, you mentioned like the emotional freedom technique and tapping. Are there Mm -hmm. any tools you could show us that um, for those who are at home today and are realizing, okay, I definitely have a lot of stuff (laughs) under the surface. Like I just snapped at myself this morning. I just yelled at my kids this morning for the people who are feeling those things. Is there anything they can do in this present moment? Yeah. The first thing I want to share with you is how quickly your thoughts change your physiology. So we're going to do a little experiment first. Okay. Okay. So just trust me on this. It works every time. And if it, if it doesn't happen to you, you need to call me right away. I put my uh, link to schedule with me in the, in the uh, chat here. So in our show notes, we'll link here. (laughs) So I want you to close your eyes and take a nice deep breath. And as you exhale, I want you to imagine that there's a lemon, a knife and a cutting board in front of you. And this lemon is so perfect. It looks like a picture of a lemon. And so you hold it with one hand and now you can feel the oil from the lemon skin on your fingers. You pick up the knife and you make a slice through it. And now you can really smell that lemon and you can see the juice running along the knife. 
and you make another cut of that lemon and you take that wedge that you've just cut and you put it in your mouth and bite down. Do you have more saliva in your mouth? Yeah, you're making my glands hurt. Yes, that's because your body has memorized what a lemon is about. And if we checked the pH of your saliva before and after, your saliva would be more alkaline to counteract the acid of the lemon. How cool is that? That's how fast. Wild, yep. That's how fast that, that you're changing your biology. Yep. So quick. And you can feel it right you yep. could feel it happening yeah yeah like uh, athletes use visualization to get ready for their event it happens all the time so let's say um you have this reaction to something that's going on present time and you notice yourself that this is not appropriate like i'm way overreacting to this mm. what you can do Easy, take a deep breath in, count to four. One, two, three, four. Hold it in. One, two, three, four. Exhale through your nose. One, two, three, four. Hold it out. One, two, three, four. Breathe normally. That will calm you right away and it'll put you back in rest, digest, and heal. And you only have to do it twice. So you got 32 seconds. Mm -hmm. yeah that's all it takes a count is one second I counted a little fast right then but so four count breathing where you're doing intentional breathing you're putting your attention on your breath you teach your kids to do that now they have ownership over their state of being what would that be like if you had had that growing up right (laughs) learning how to manage yourself your own feelings it's huge, yeah. huge. I taught this to my son when he was in like third or fourth grade because he was getting bullied. And the person who retaliates always gets caught, right? The bully doesn't get caught. Yeah. But he got caught. And I said, okay, next time that person does something to you that you don't like, I want you to do four count breathing and then go speak to the teacher. Mm. And he did. And I said, how did it go? He's like, easy. It was fine. No problem. Now, it takes some practice to do these things. And I suggest if you're going to teach your kids, teach them on the way to bed, teach them on the way to sleep. Don't teach them when they're upset. That's yeah. not going to help. Mm-hmm. You, they need to be receptive. And that way you'll learn it really well too, because you're teaching it to somebody. So you count one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,004. In, hold, out, hold, four counts each. And they teach this to EMTs and soldiers because they go into these situations all the time Mm -hmm. but you can go into fight or flight very quickly and it takes hours and hours to come out but if you do this you can come out of it quickly and that's why they have a 10-year lower life expectancy because fight or flight is not conducive to life Mm -hmm. it's conducive to survival it's not conducive to thriving Mm -hmm. big difference yeah. absolutely oh that's cool that is cool that's that cool. cool simple I need to do it more I I'm back at it I'm back at it yeah. Dr. Tanya. I'll tell you what it's a great thing to do as a meditation if you're not used to doing meditation just do that as long as you can count it sometimes you'll get to eight. Oh, wait a minute eight I'm supposed to stop at four you know like mm-hmm. it's okay yeah just do what you can do you'll get better and better at it yeah, yeah. 
So can you, thank you for that tool, by the way, that's awesome. And I, I think what I like most about that, some of the points that you hit is, you know, talking to kids when they're not in the moment, because I can reflect on when I was a child and usually the parents' responses calm down. Which oh gosh, me, yeah, that never helped. No, it's no, always been such a trigger yeah. for me. Yeah. Is if I'm upset about something and somebody tells me to calm down, it's I'm like burn down. Down. Yeah. <laughs> really, really. So, yep, I love that. Like that technique. Of tell okay. me what to do now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like get let them get through the moment, and then at a later time when they're receptive, or exactly. or anybody, you know, not just children, but anybody. And but let, let's say the child is having the problem and you're like wanting it to change it doesn't matter what you want right Right. you want them to change how how well has that worked before (laughs) (laughs) like pushing a rope it doesn't work so you you do it yourself while they're while they're having their fit you do it yourself like you know have you seen parents try to control their kids in the store when they're having a fit it's terrible it's violent yeah if you just stood back and went, mm-hmm, counting, yeah. let them have their fit. Everybody knows what's going on. Yeah, it the all does too much sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It causes inflammation in the brain. Don't give them sugar. Yes, yeah. Oh, good, good. I think that does lead us to our next kind of connecting it to nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Yes, in this energy work, is there food that you think um, like sugar that is worse kind of for our psyche and energy? And do you find foods that you kind of love? And water. I mean, you mentioned water too. So. Water, water, water. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring a little yeah, nutrition touch back into on it. that. Talk, talk about the nutrition. So, of it. so sugar is a very, it's more addictive than cocaine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you shove a cookie in a baby's mouth to keep it from crying, you have just started them on the road to obesity. Mm-hmm. So you don't give kids sugar to keep them quiet. Yep. Don't. Amen. Amen. Stop it. Give them your attention. You give them affection. I'll tell you, one of my, my mom used to say the best book, and she uh, taught fourth grade for like 30 years. She said the best book she ever read on child rearing was called Training Your Retriever. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I have the book. And it's all about giving affection when they're good and withholding affection when they're not. And I don't mean like locking them in a room withholding. I mean, just like, yeah, we're not doing that right now. Yeah. So it, it's really about, you know, with a, with a dog, you just turn your back to them. They get it. Kids mm-hmm. do too. You don't need to say much. I asked her once, I said, what's your advice for me? She goes, stop talking so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the the book, (laughs) short one word commands. That's all they need. (laughs) They don't need need the explanation. That's, that's like my son saying to me, oh yeah, mom, lecture number 13, blah, 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 responsibilities, blah, 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 consequences. Got it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad we got that taken care of. <laughs> nice summary. That was good. <laughs> so sugar, so, sugar so is sugar's a big trigger and it's very highly addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people eat fruit and they get treats and they, and it's all sugar. It's all yeah. sugar. So we have to learn to allow ourselves to have things that maybe don't taste so sugary but actually have their own natural sweetness like I use licorice root tea 
Um, licorice has its own sugary kind of sweetness to mm -hmm. it. It's not sugar. Mm -hmm. And I use that in tea, um, mint tea. I put mint and licorice tea together. Um, if you're pregnant or uh, about to give birth or have just given birth, I would stay away from licorice. But there's all the stuff that people say, oh, really? Yeah. Purple red cabbage, really mm -hmm. good for you. It has so much. Broccoli sprouts have so much sulforaphane in them, which is an anti-cancer um, chemical. Broccoli sprouts have more than regular broccoli. You can grow those in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, vegetables and eating closer to the earth is better. Anything that is processed is going to have way less nutrients in it. So fresh is best. Mm -hmm. Frozen is a little bit less. Canned is no. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I use canned beans because it's convenient. So it's not like uh, I have a whole bunch of dried beans in here because I'm no chef. I, I can cook, but I'm not a chef. And, and I don't have the patience for that stuff. So a lot of that's about patience too. But eating a, a rainbow is really important. Eating all different colors of food. I was brought up, you have to have at least three colors of food on your plate. Nice. At least three colors. And it can't be beige, brown, and white. That's not <laughs> it. Right. It has to be like green and red and orange. And, you know, so um, reading a rainbow is really important. And also um, eating food that isn't starchy because that's sugar. Yeah. So anything that's starchy, potatoes are starch, right? Mm-hmm. Pasta is starch, rice is starch. Anything that's white is not good for you, basically. <laughs> white, white refined food is like the worst. You know, like it's like cereals, like it's fortified. That means they sprayed something on it. Yeah. To make it fortified. Fortified with calcium. Okay, I'm spraying calcium. Just eat calcium. Yeah. You know what has the most calcium? Fish bones. People are surprised. Sesame seeds. Oh, oh sesame seeds. Yeah. Yeah, tahini. tahini has more calcium than oh. green leafy vegetables, you're, although you're those right. are good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, or I tell people to eat fish with the bones in, like the canned salmon yeah. or something that says bone in. I'm like, you won't notice the bones. It's such good magnesium and calcium. Oh. Don't buy farmed fish, right. buy wild caught. Right. Yeah. Farmed, they give them chemicals to make the, especially salmon, they give it chemicals to make it look orange. It's mm. not. Yeah, because they're gray. Yeah, right. Ew. They don't, they're not orange. Yeah. So they have to give them chemicals to make them orange. And the chemicals are like beta carotene. So it's not that bad, but still, like, wouldn't you just rather eat something that's wild? Yeah. yeah. Out in the world. Um, and blueberries, I mean, really um, eating like a bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really good for us because they forage and they, what they do with salmon, though. We do the opposite, but um, they rip the skin off the salmon and throw the salmon away and eat the skin because that's where all the nutrients are. But um, there's a restaurant near here that has salmon skin salad and they crisp up the salmon skin and it's delicious. Mm -hmm. And it has like all the good nutrients in it and it's so good for you. And you can cook it with like a little honey and a little soy sauce or, you know, tamari, non-gluten, whatever. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that being gluten-free, the most important thing you can do for your nutrition is get your gut with good bacteria in it. So I always recommend 
uh, I have a bottle right here. Total Probiotics. This is by NutraWest. Okay. It has all the probiotics that you need, not just, I mean, everybody goes, oh, lactobacillus, because that's what they know. Yeah. There's a lot more that you need, and this has all of that. Um, so things like that. Um, I use a company that has a superfood sippy thing. You rip it and you sip it, and that has like 20 superfoods in it, and it's all like berries and kale and all that stuff. But yep. also eating it fresh, like we put kale in the eggs in the morning and, and stuff like that. Eating it fresh is so much better for you. And we have access to all this organic stuff around here that's yeah. grown within, you know, miles of where we live. So yeah, yeah, eating closer to the earth and, and making sure that you have protein, protein, protein. Yeah. And I amen. Kinds of protein. Yeah. Amen. I think energy wise, you know, can you speak a little bit to how these nutrients fuel your, not just the physiological, but the energetic state of your body too? Yeah. When you're eating a rainbow, you're being the rainbow. So let's talk a little bit about this, this banner over here. This is a chakra banner. It has all the different colors on it and, you know, from red up to purple. And the reason why I have that there is because your chakra is like your energy skeleton, so if I took everything away that I could see and touch and just left your energy there, we'd see these seven major centers. There's others too around your body and above your body too. And when we're eating properly and we're giving the fuel that our body needs, like how well does a diesel engine run with gasoline in it? Still fuel, but it doesn't run very well. Mm. You have to discover what fuel your body really likes what is it really good for so it might take some experimentation i use muscle testing to find out what my body wants and i have a little video on youtube that teaches you how to do muscle testing for yourself so you don't have to use another person and what that does is it helps you see how your body is constantly giving you information about what is working for you and what isn't there's a way that you can do that. Like if I hold this bottle of total, total probiotics, if I, if I put it in front of me and I'm standing up, my body can sway toward it or it can sway away from it. Mm. And so you have to be aware. Your body's doing this all the time. It's giving you signals all the time. You haven't learned how to do that, how to listen to that, how to recognize those sim sing signals. And that's what I teach clients too, is how to recognize those signals. Like our body knows. Yeah. And yeah. I believe that too. I believe our body is intelligently designed and the intelligence runs through it. And I think kids are always, I worked in a chiropractic office um, prior to this and I thought kids always have the best intuition. It's yeah. like, they know what their body needs and you would have kids, little kids come in and, and really want to be adjusted. And for yeah. adults that have turned off that switch in their body and don't know how to listen to their body, it was like, pulling teeth to get them to come in for a weekly adjustment. But a kid was like, they were begging their parents to go and they got in the door and they were climbing on the table and they were like, adjust me first, adjust me first. And I, I just thought that that's up. so cool that kids, they know how to listen to their body. They, do. they know what feels better. I feel better after I get adjusted. I feel better after I clear up this energy that I don't need. Yeah. I feel good when I'm giving myself fuel that feeds me. I feel good when I think of things that I'm thankful for. I feel good when I'm giving to other people. I feel good when I'm taking care of myself. There's a really great show on Netflix called Old Enough. Have you seen it? No. Mm -mm. Oh my God. It's hysterically funny. 
what it is, it's funny because it's so real. They give these little kids, I'm talking three and four years old errands that they have to go do by themselves. Uh, so they have to go to the grocery store, they have to stop at the watchmaker, and then they have to take this to dad, and then they get to go back home. And they do it alone most of the time. I saw one when there were two of them. And there's cameras all around kind of hiding out, watching them. And these kids are doing errands that you're thinking, oh my gosh, he's never going to make it up that hill. Drops a fish like three or four times, can't yes. get it in the bucket. I mean, and he, and he never cries. He's like, I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. And you see how, I mean, obviously it's in Japan. So they have a little different orientation to how to, how they treat children there. And, you know, than we do, but you see these kids are capable yeah. of doing things and we don't give them any credit. Yeah. You're just like a mush. You can't yeah. do this. I said to my sister, can you imagine your granddaughter doing that? She's like, oh my God. No, <laughs> kids are running around town doing errands. <laughs> You're like, yes. they can do this. Yeah, yeah. And they and they are so accomplished, and they have such a feeling of success. So when we keep stepping in to show them how and to do it, instead of stepping back and letting them do it, and then and then praising them for the great job, even if we have to fix it, you know, praising them for how good they did. Why don't we do that to ourselves? Hmm. Why do we, why do we denigrate ourselves? So when you find yourself saying, oh, I can't believe I did that. I'm so stupid. Uh, no, that's the part of you that's pushing you down. Yeah. So it's really important to say, you know what? So it didn't go that great. You know, you'll do it again or you'll try something else or now, you know, and yeah. it's okay. I often say to my clients, and I probably said this to you too, Kay. It's yeah. like when your kids are learning to walk, and they fall over do you say well you're not really good at that you probably shouldn't do it anymore yeah. <laughs> terrible right. really you think you're going to get somewhere like that mm -hmm. are you crazy no you don't you say good job oh that's so great here let's try again that's the way we need to be with ourselves too yeah stop putting ourselves down okay. and even if you eat the wrong thing wrong thing right? Because there is no wrong thing. There's just like eating too much of it or, or not enjoying it while you're having it and feeling bad while you're eating it. This is why I say like when I'm working with people in grief, how many casseroles have you had? <laughs> right? Don't bring somebody a casserole. They don't need that. They need a box of spinach and some yep. nice regret. Damn <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Um, I had a, a question for you too. I saw it in your flyer. Um, one of the things you help people with is learning to trust in their bodies again, after they've been through something like a miscarriage. And I, I think mm -hmm. about people who go through something like an autoimmune condition or cancer mm -hmm. or yeah, a miscarriage or a stillbirth. Um, what was your process for learning to trust your body again? And how do you what do you do to help other people do that when their body isn't doing what they want it to? Yeah. They learn to trust it again. How do they trust well, use, the system? Yeah. I use about a dozen different techniques, but I'll tell you about EFT since we've talked about that already. Um, and it's a very uh, wonderful technique because you can go deep on that and it's tapping. So um, if you think of a time in your life and it could be in the past, oh, let me give you this example then. And then we'll, we'll tap on that. I, I had a client earlier last week who um, was having trouble with four count breathing. 
And she's like, God, that's hard for me to do. I'm like, hmm, I wonder why. She said, well, I almost drowned when I was eight. Mm. And when I hold my breath, oh, I think about that. Like it comes up. And I'm like, oh yeah, no kidding. So I wow. said, well, let's tap on that. So here I am. I feel so scared. Maybe I'm going to die. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Nobody's helping me. Everybody's watching me. And then we did one round and I was like, how do you feel? She goes, well, I kind of went from a six, like it's bothering me a six, 10 is the worst. And I'm kind of at a four. I said, "Mm, we can go to zero. What's still left there? Well, the whole class was watching her. It was a swim class. Mm. She felt embarrassed. She felt ashamed of herself that she could have gone two more feet and she would have been okay, but she didn't know that. Mm. So we tapped on that. Oh, I'm so ashamed. So anytime somebody's having a dis-ease process, it's because something happened Mm -hmm. that started that ball rolling. I don't care what it is. Mm. You're a whole human being. You have feelings, you have spirit, you have mental capacity and you have physical something showing up physical let me say that's the last place it shows up Hmm. the last thing that shows up is pain the last thing that shows up is a physical problem and i'll tell you and i'm going to make a statement that might set people off but everybody who's had cancer has had some tragedy in their life that they have not resolved Um, wow everybody i believe that studies have been done on this And so when we go back and look and they say, oh, well, I got over that. I'm like, "Mm, but did you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh Um, So when we find out like, oh, uh, let's just do this. Okay. Um, Here's a way that you can muscle test yourself. I I do it like this. I just rub my thumb and my finger together. Show me a yes. And it's nice and smooth and show me a no. And it's kind of sticky. Yeah. Uh-huh. It worked. Mm-hmm. So and I knew um, this way you taught me. Yep. Yeah. Is it to the highest good for me to eat broccoli? Yes. Is it to the highest good for me to have some ice cream? No. Darn. <laughs> so so let's say um she's having this experience of not being able to breathe well. Let me see if I can get back to the thread I was on. Um we want to make sure that she's in forgiveness for herself at eight years old. So Mm -hmm. say, I forgive myself for what happened when I was eight. Ooh, no, I don't. Hmm. So up here mentally, oh yeah, sure. I forgave, but subconscious is going, no, you didn't. You're Mm -hmm. still holding this against yourself. Hmm. Why didn't I know better? Well, because you were eight, right? And you're panicked. Yeah, because you're human. (laughs) Yeah, you're in fight or flight. You think you're going to die. You don't know what you're doing right? So people have these experiences when they don't deal with them. It comes out as another thing. It comes out as gut dysbiosis. Oh, you know what you have? There's always an emotional. So, so I've heard this before. Well, sometimes there's an emotional component. No, all the time. There's an emotional component. You're a human being. That's how you experience the world. You have feelings about everything. And if you don't have a feeling about it, it's because it's a fact. Like, does it make you change how you feel in your body when I say the sky is blue? No, it shouldn't, right? It's a fact. Yeah. Grass is green, sky is blue. No big deal. But if I said to you, like, um, 
something like, oh, think about the ocean. It's so lovely. And you almost drowned in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then you're going to change. Your physiology is going to change, right? So we're always dealing with this. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it is. Um, with the tapping, would you mind showing us that pattern that you follow? Because I think I've learned this before and it's really powerful for people to understand this is something they can do at home. Would you mind just walking us through that quick pattern? I will. And I'm going to put up here um, in the chat so you can copy this over too. I have yeah. a resource page on my big website, Quantum Healing International. Um, and it has a script, not exactly yeah. the script we're going to do right now, but um, it has the tapping, uh, oh, awesome. the tapping like points on it too. Yep. So good. Like so, so um, give me an example of something that's going on in your life. Let's make it real. Mm. What do you want to change? I say, I've had enough of this wonderful. I mean, I've got my share of, anyway, you do yours now. Well, no, um, this would be good. This is for me personally, like my husband and I are struggling with infertility two and a half years of trying to conceive. And I've had a miscarriage a year ago and that was my only pregnancy. So I struggle a lot personally with mm. trusting my body, which is why that resonated so much with me. So sure. that's something I'd love to to tap on is how to so, get that trust back. So what we're going to tap on is the negative. And I'm going to tell you ahead of time, if we hit it, you're going to cry. Okay. I know. I was like, I'm going to cry too about this. Don't, don't be embarrassed. Don't say I'm sorry. It's totally normal. And if you didn't, I'd be a little concerned. Sure. So if you don't, it means we probably didn't hit right exactly what we needed to. So we would need to do more tapping. So let me ask you on a scale of zero to 10, how much is this bothering you? 10's the worst. Eight. Yeah. Okay. And what are the feelings that you have about it? What are some Um, of the feelings that you could name that you're having about this experience? Anger. Mm. Bitterness. (laughs) Um, sadness, depression, anxiety. Okay. That's enough. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I know there's 126 on that chart, but (laughs) 170. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and mistrust was what, one of the big ones that you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hard time trusting my body. So tap right here. We're going to tap on the negative first and then we'll turn it around. So tap on your eyebrows. You can do either side, both sides at the same time. And I'll show you what to do. So just repeat after me. I'm so angry about this. I'm so angry about this. And I don't know how to trust my body again. And I don't trust my body again. (laughs) And I'm so frustrated with this whole thing. And I'm so frustrated with this whole thing. And I feel sad. And I feel sad. And I don't know what to do about it. And I don't know what to do about it. Because I don't know what's wrong with me. Because I don't know what's wrong with me. And under your arm way up high. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe there's something wrong with me. And it's frustrating. And it's frustrating. And I'm angry at my body. And I'm angry at my body. And I don't trust it. And I don't trust it because it's letting me down. Cause it's letting you down. And I should be able to do this. And I should be able to do this. And it's shameful that I can't. 
and it's shameful that I can't. And I feel ashamed. And I feel ashamed. That I can't even do this. I can't even do this. And I don't know what to do about this. I don't know what to do about this. My body has betrayed me. My body has betrayed me. And I want to let it go. And I want to let it go. But I can't let it go. But I can't let it go. I won't let it go. I won't let it go. You can't make me let it go. You can't make me let it go. Okay, take a deep breath. Now see yourself in this situation again and does it feel any different to you now that we've tapped on that part? Yeah. Mind <laughs> you, we're doing this really quickly. Yeah, no, I feel um, light. Feel lighter? Mm -hmm. Excellent. So what number are you at now? You were at eight? Four. Okay, good. What's still there that's keeping you at a four? Uncertainty. Okay. Okay. Anything else? No. Weirdly, the word hope came to mind. <laughs> ah, you're already starting to go positive on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So tap right here. I'm so uncertain. I'm so uncertain. My body feels uncertain. My body feels uncertain. Whatever's holding me back. Whatever's holding me back. From having what I want to have happen. From having what I want to have happen. I don't know for sure what that is. I don't know for sure what that is. And I'm still not very certain about that. And I'm still not very certain about that. But there's hope. But there's hope. <laughs> that I can change things. I can change things. And get into the energy. And get into the energy. Of having what I want. Of having what I want. And being thankful like it's already happened. And being thankful like it's already happened. And so I'm hopeful. And so I'm hopeful. And I see an opening here. And I see an opening here. Where I can let go. Where I can let go. Of the shame. Of the shame. The blame. The blame. The guilt. The guilt. And let in love. And let in love. For myself. For myself. For every cell. For every cell. Every molecule. Every molecule. Every atom. Every atom. And all the space in between. And all the space in between. Of me. Of me. Take a deep breath. How's that feel? How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> that feels yeah. awesome. That's you know, so I'm doing cool. it with you and I feel the lightness too. Yeah. I said, Kay, you got to tap on this. <laughs> yeah. There's something else. There's always something. You you you're not you're never finished work until you flatline. You're not done. Yeah. There's always something you can do, and it doesn't mean that there's that you're missing something. It means that you just you just need to like get yourself quiet so you can let it drop in. Yeah. So cool. when you think about it now about getting pregnant, what does it feel like now? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just am like I closed my eyes and all I saw was light mm, beautiful brightness light hope beautiful. Mm. I feel like a balloon kind of floating away <laughs> yes that floaty light feeling you can have that and I keep telling people suffering is hard healing is easy 
Look mm. how easy that was. Yeah, right. Do it was. was easy. Say what I say. Name your feelings. Let's go. Yeah. So when people say to me, like, well, how long is it going to take? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It might take a long time for you. But it's, <laughs> it's quick, right? Yeah. It's quick. We just have to stop judging everything and, and making it difficult for ourselves. We don't need to do that. Yeah. And even I found so much power in naming and saying out loud that I don't trust myself and that I, you know, I think it's like you tend to repress that because you know, that's wrong. Like you're like, no, I have to trust my body. Like, (laughs) right. Sing it out, you know, why am I treated so bad? People feel like that. Yeah. Why am I treated so bad? Why am I treating myself so bad? Yeah. Yeah. A, a statement I always remember um, is name it to claim it, feel it to heal it. And then a book you sent me was the um, feelings buried alive, never die. Everyone read that one. It's super duper good. And it's the, um, I choose, I feel I am kind of, to kind of finish that out, like to yeah. get yourself to a, a place that um, you can choose how I feel and how I am. Yeah. Okay. So and then the quote you sent me to, it's on your card. It's, I have it by my mirror in the morning. It's, I take in life easily. I am worthy of all good things. And I am grateful for all that I create and receive. Yep, on there. I read that every single morning and I love it so much. And kind of like we need those. So good, like source of light and goodness and love. And oh, we are a divine expression of love. Yes. So I I think of each of the people that I work with as that. I don't think of them as the shoulder problem or the abuse problem. I think of them as a divine expression of love because that's my job. My (laughs) job is to keep that clear. And so a lot of times people say, well, can I tell you everything that happened to me? I'm like, no, because you've heard the story and I don't need to. Every time you tell that sad story, you're pushing it into your subconscious more. Now, I told you what happened to me, but I've worked on this a lot. So I could tell you that story because the happy ending is I had another baby. Hmm. He's 26 years old. He's on a plane right now on his way home. We had the most beautiful birth. It took three hours of labor. I was standing when I delivered. Hmm. And it was just beautiful. Yeah. My, my yeah. doctor cut him. Yeah. <laughs> on the bed and Here he is. I'm like, oh. I mean, it couldn't have been any better. So, you know, going through all of that and doing the work to release it and go, okay, you know, like, let me see what can come out of this. And it wasn't, that was, that was in 94. My son, Sam was born in 96. I kept practicing throughout 2014. I started doing the energy work and, you know, it can go wherever it needs to go. And you don't have to think that, you know, this won't work for you. It will, if you're willing. Yeah. Have I had people that it won't work for? Yeah, because they're not willing. Yeah. They want me to fix it for them. But I'm not the healer. The person that I'm working with is the healer. They're allowing the healing to come through. Okay, if you want to go this way, you could say source energy is the healer. God is the healer. The source of all that is, is the healer. Innate intelligence is the healer. What I am is the healer GPS. I say, okay, go forward, turn right, turn left. Now we're, we're going to get there. Let's do this again. We're going to go forward, turn right, turn, you know, and we practice it. 
and we practice being open. And so all of the tools that I teach my clients are things that they can do for themselves to stay in that flow of healing energy, of being their authentic self, their divine expression of love. If you feel like you're off that, then you can get back into it. It's that simple, really. And then when they need more and support and assistance, that's what I'm for. Because sometimes it's really hard to read the label on the outside of the bottle when you're inside of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, Mike. Well, you are such a gift to humanity. And I'm, oh. I'm going to go home and just cry the rest of the day. <laughs> I know. Thank you. I told Kay. I told Kay. I was like, I feel like I should I should pay her for that therapy session, session I just received. It was Venmo. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 60. Yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, who, yeah. who just as like a brief overview, who who would benefit from energy healing? Uh, anybody, everybody, <laughs> anybody, and yeah. everybody. Anybody that's willing, that's ready, willing, and able to go deeper for themselves, and also to learn how they can do that for for themselves and and wants to open that up for themselves. It's really the, the willingness. Yeah. And so, you know, like I say, I work with people in grief. I work with people who've been through what I've been through. I work with people who are getting ready to have their parent pass on and they want to be fully there for them. I help someone be a death doula for their mother by getting them in line with their healing. So people come to me with all different kinds of things. People come to me because they've had a stillbirth 30, 40 years ago, and they really want to like, okay, I want to make sure that this is taken care of because now I have the time. Now I have the, the uh, inclination to do something deeper for myself. Um, it could be somebody that's dealt with um, childhood abuse in their life um, and through that and, and allowing yourself to, and it could be somebody who's like, I know that I have a gift, but I just don't know how to bring it out. So I mentor people too in using their healing gifts because being empathic is great, but not if you can't do anything with it. Right. Not if you, if you can't help yourself or anybody else, you just feel all the feelings and then you're like, I don't know what yeah. to do with this. Yeah. It's too yeah. much. Yeah. So learning how to use those tools. I always say it's like, you have a big, huge sword and it's bigger than you. And so you can't really move it around very easily. So what we learn is how to do that in a much easier way so that it's easy for you to do those things and use those gifts. Wow. That's amazing. Anybody and everybody would benefit yeah. from this. And I can just tell you from my personal experience, you know, is it really was a remarkable difference mentally, emotionally, and physiologically going through that pattern of tapping. Um, just that little bit that we did. That little bit that we did. It's really powerful and it's real. And I would encourage anybody, you know, some people reached out to me with skepticism in their heart regarding this topic. And I thought, let's reframe that skepticism mm -hmm. to curiosity because yes. to me, skepticism is you've already made up your mind yeah. and it's a negative feeling right. towards yeah. it. Whereas curiosity is, I want to learn more about that. And yeah. I felt a lot of curiosity towards yes. this topic. And I have to say, having gone through what I just went through, I 100% believe in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's a difference. And it's not necessary that you believe in it. 
I mean, you didn't have to believe that what we were doing was actually going to work for you. Right. Yeah. I had no concept. Right? Of, why? No. So it's not depend. I always say this. If, if you, um, if you can only own a TV by telling me exactly how it worked, how many people do you know that could do that? <laughs> My <laughs> husband. How do people get in the box? <laughs> the box is flat. How do they get in there? Right? Yeah, yeah, Nobody. Yeah. Very few people. I, ha- I think I know like two people that could do that. Yep. So, so you don't have to believe in it. You just have to do the clicker, right? Yeah. We used to call it the clicker. Yeah. <laughs> so we go click. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah, I'm old. So, um, <laughs> so they used to make noise when they did that. Um, so you don't have to have belief. You just have to be willing to learn something new. And there are people that aren't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of staying Stay in their from those people. Familiar <laughs> hatred or sadness. I don't know whatever. It is. Yeah. Because yeah. because expansion is so scary for them. Usually, yeah. they're so yeah. scared to yeah. do that, and yeah. they will tell you they're. I'm not afraid. Like, then what are you so angry about? You know, <laughs> like getting to the bottom belief. Remember, it's not love and hate. It's love and fear is the opposite. So all of those negative feelings, they're all based on fear. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's really true. Yeah. They're all yeah. based on fear. I, I want to thank you so much for having me. Thank because you it's been just a joy. I, as you can see, I love talking about my work. It's so rewarding. Yeah. And um, I love being able to turn people's lights on. It's really fun. And I don't know, uh, tell me if you felt this. When Elena was doing healing, do you feel it, Kay? Yes, I'm going to cry about it still, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what, that is an addictive feeling. I love having that feeling. Somebody asked me the other day, what brings you the greatest joy? Being in the presence of healing and performing blues music for people because it lets them know that they're not alone mm-hmm. so it's also healing yeah well you keep following your bliss because it's good for everyone yeah <laughs> thank you is. so much it i is. so appreciate you yeah we and really um I, I put some links in the chat so you can share those if you'd like we'll put those in our show notes well thank you so much thank dr you, tanya you, this was you. for sure a gift and a privilege to have you here on our podcast yes yes <laughs> you have enlightened my life so much so yeah. thank you thank, thank you. you and thank you so much you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Renegade. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be renegades. Go be renegades.